The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Everybody, welcome back to the Pinball Show, episode 10, with your host, myself, Zach Minnie, and my best bud, my compadre. He completes me. It's Dennis Creasel. How's it going, Dennis? It's fine. I thought you were I thought you were leading into that Greg Bone was here. Oh, well, he's one of my best buddies. Can a person have multiple best friends or just Nope. Sounds no. made up to me. Really? Yeah. You can't have multiple best friends? See, if something's the best, it's the best. That sounds sort of like a fear of commitment, that you couldn't just name one as best. Oof. It'd be my wife then, Dennis. Aww. Happy birthday, belatedly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm 27, going on 28. Wow. Do you think people, do you think people uh, believe that? Uh, you, well, you do have a youthful exuberance to your voice, so oh, sure, they'll well, probably buy it until we, until you. this segment, and then at, at this point, they're probably going, I don't think Zach was telling the truth. Dennis is sounding a little snarky. No, I got to the point in my life, Dennis, where people, when I tell them my age, are like, oh, I thought you were older. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Oh, I, as you've probably seen, I get that a lot if they see pictures of me versus Now, you look my, youthful. Well... It's uh, not having kids has kept me quite quite young, but uh, but they hear my voice and they're like, "Oh, you're an old man." I got my old man <laughs> Is that voice. How they say it. Yeah, I, you know, it worked the opposite when I was younger because uh, I remember I probably told you the story once, but when I was in <laughs> high school, I worked at a bank and that we had an insurance agency that rented from inside the building and. I was working the mail. We shared a mail machine, and I was I was running some mail, and then mm-hmm. one of the people was there waiting, and she goes, "You only are here in the afternoons." And I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm over at the at the high school during the day." And she said, "Oh, what do you teach?" Oh wow, what so would I, you teach if you taught high school? Gym. <laughs> because I can't teach, and those who can't teach teach gym. I thought that would have been the last thing you would have taught, so that's why. No, I'm no, talking. I'm sorry. That's that's from a movie. I don't know that's what from movie that's from. School of Rock with Jack Black. Oh, I love that film. When he's pretending to be a teacher, and, and when he goes, those who can do and those who can't teach, telling it as a joke to teachers, mm-hmm. and then he goes, and those who can't teach, teach gym, directed oh. at the gym teacher. Good times. What have you been up to this week? Coronavirus. Really? You you caught it? No, no, no. But uh, how do you work, know? Work There's not enough tests. What, Work-wise, that's all, that's all we're doing. Yeah, we don't have enough tests out here in this state. So people complained. I actually went for an annual checkup to my doctor, and then they complained to me, where are the tests, Dennis? Why can't I test people? I'm like, oh, well, I don't order the tests, so I can't really help you with that other than we are turning to the dentists. The dentists are going to 3D print our tests, oh. the swabs. That's what we're Well, missing. I'm surprised your doctor even allowed you in. Our doctors are not allowing people in, I don't believe. It was an extensive screening process. They have no one in the waiting room. They are guarding the door. They keep it locked, and you have to pass a temperature screen to get in wow. to the waiting room. And then you have to pass a second temperature screen to Holy get shit. into the actual into the actual room room. So, Retina yeah. scan and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, "All right, now we need we need a blood sample, and we're going to do a serology test on you." Actually, that's the latest talk. You had to trick Paul Blart in the hallway just to get in the office. He's zooming around with a mask on his Segway. 
Yeah, so you've been up to COVID stuff. I've been up to, you know what I did yesterday that uh, my wife is breaking me? She wore me out yesterday making me install a pool in the backyard. A swimming pool? A f***ing swimming pool, Dennis. That doesn't add any value to your house, Zach. No, not only that, but for those of you who have an above-ground pool, my apologies to what I'm about to say next. We just moved into the house, as many of you listeners know, and we cannot, at this point, because of all the shit she's buying, cannot afford an in-ground pool quite yet. Instead of just waiting and saving our money, no, no, she's got to blow every damn dollar that we have, so she wanted to get an above-ground pool. Now, no, we can't just go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get your blow-up pool. That's not good enough. She wanted an actual, you know, I I think they're tacky above-ground pools. They're really redneck to me, but, and for those of you who are pissy right now because you got an above-ground pool, listen, I grew up my whole life. My parents had an above-ground pool, beautiful deck. They can be nice. I'm not shitting on them, but I'm shitting on them. I don't want that shit in my backyard. So she bought an actual... A f- an actual above ground pool. This shit, you, you don't just install this willy nilly, and uh, it takes professionals. So to save a buck, she she wanted me and my father in law and my mother in law. Oh yes, that was mm, that was a thing that mother in law. That mother in law. Um, and uh, yeah, she wanted us to install an above ground pool in the wind, which which was damn near impossible. I'm now sore. You know when you work really hard, Dennis, where your your fingernails and toenails hurt? Like, that's the point that I worked last night. Passed out at like 8.30 at night, and uh, I have a sunburn that is bordering on excruciating right now. Well, you are the hardest working man in pinball, so... I'm the hardest working man in backyards. You know, I did look at... uh, Back when I got the house, I was like, I really wanted a pool, but it was the same thing. I just couldn't bring myself to do an above ground, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to pay for a below ground, so I have no pool, which is... Mm. And I did not grow up with a pool, but I I actually love to swim, but... So I usually just swim once a year. I didn't know that about you. I love to swim, so... Oh, you're my little fish. <laughs> my little guppy. So, and now I, I love it so much. I, I basically swim once a year on the Fourth of July. You know, <laughs> and you just a, don't get out of the pool. Sewage infested lake. Oh, gross! Oh, we're gonna get you a little pool. With, <laughs> we need to get you one of those plastic pools. I had a like a I had a little weighty pool at one point back when I had a dog because when he would get hot, he'd want to hop in the pool. Oh, that was good times. It wasn't awkward with my mother in law either. She actually. Um, She's very. She's a very conservative, reserved woman, um, which makes the story even funnier from last week. But she liked the uh, liked the story on the podcast. Yeah, oh, she, she listened. She listened. Yeah, oh. she thought she thought it was very funny. Well, it was it was a funny story. We got a lot of feedback on that, and a lot of people liked that segment. It's not your worst segment. And I will say before we get off into the pinball news, that. I did tell my mother-in-law yesterday she was wearing jeans and my wife was wearing those very stretchy, wonderful black pants mm, that I pinched when my, my mother-in-law was wearing. But they were wearing different pants, so I said, Sherry, I appreciate the differentiation in clothing texture choice uh, this week. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Let's face it, news in the pinball world is kind of hard to come by these days. 
but Jack Guaneri stopped by the Super Awesome Pinball Show podcast for an interview, and we found out a couple of new pieces of information about Jersey Jack. It sounds like Jack is not going to be moving to Chicago as he puts his manufacturing and design businesses all under the same roof. He says he's used to flying across the country and the world, and he'll continue to do that to support the work in Chicago. And for all the people who are anxiously hoping for another run of Jersey Jack's Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack didn't totally close the door on it. He said that there may be a possibility of it happening in the future, although nothing is firm at this point. And on a final note, I, like many of you, am waiting to hear about Jersey Jack's next title and an official announcement. Doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. The code train keeps on rolling. More topper rumors and congratulations to our own Dr. John. Hey everyone, Craig here again, The Pinball Show's stern news correspondent. Well, the day Jurassic Park fans have been waiting for has finally arrived. No, it's not the release of the game's topper, and no, those cool amber shooter knobs are not back in stock on the Stern web store. However, Stern did release a massive code update in the last two weeks for the title, pushing the latest code update all the way to 1.01. In addition, Elvira's House of Horror code was also updated to V.94, along with Stranger Things at V.88. All three updates offer significant add-ons and improvements, bringing these three titles ever closer to their completion points. And speaking of Jurassic Park, what did everyone think of that rumored Jurassic Park topper? As mentioned by Zach and Ken, the sneak peek of this much sought after fan topper was recently spotted during a fan photo presentation at the Stern factory, touching off a flurry of online speculation. Due to the topper's relative thickness as seen in the photo, many fans have speculated that in fact there could be some hidden movement to the topper that may be activated during gameplay. Some have even suggested that the middle JP logo could in fact fold down, thereby allowing the dinosaurs on either side the ability to attack one another. Hmm, interesting theory. And a special congratulations to our own Dr. John for being the winner of Stern's Home Game Room of the Week. Yes, by posting a picture of his home game room setup located in the fabled Gold Coast of, the, of Queensland, Australia, Dr. John is the proud winner of a special Stern swag pack. Ooh, way to go, Dr. John. Be sure to watch our own Dr. John and his daughter Emily as they play a selection of their home games weekly on their Twitch streaming channel called Emily and Dr. John. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome to this week's spooky pinball update with Dr. John. We're back to a sit update rather than the haggis included because poor old Damien's still in lockdown with no parts, so nothing progressing down in Melbourne. On the spooky side, Bug has released the first teaser for the spooky pinball fan club video series. If you haven't caught it, it's available on YouTube. Just search Spooky Fang Club, F-A-N-G, and you'll be able to see the first of his instalments. To continue watching the monthly episodes, you have to be a Fang Club member, which you can join via their website. Otherwise, you wait 90 days and you can watch it anyway. Depends how cheap you really are. There is new code to be dropped for Alice Cooper very soon, according to Bug and Charlie, who I had the pleasure 
of on our Twitch stream last week whilst revisiting America's Most Haunted. If you haven't seen the game, please feel free to go to our Twitch channel and have a look. Otherwise, play pinball at home, have fun, and let's all wait till things get back to normal. Back to you in the studio, Zach and Dennis. Always great hearing from our TPN correspondents. Let's dive into a little bit about what they had to say. We know that our buddy Ken Redberg covering Jersey Jack Pinball, he kind of brought up the interview that they were doing with the Super Awesome Pinball Show saying that Jack Guarneri is not moving to Chicago and also reminding the listener that Jack did not close the door on another Pirates of the Caribbean run. Everybody's been wanting that uh, really bad, but nothing really firm at this point. And he also said that he thinks, based on what he's hearing, we're not going to see a new JJP title anytime soon. Do you, are you surprised about any of those three things? Uh, not surprised about the staying in Jersey. Not no, sur- I had already heard. I thought that was cleared up. Like I thought so too. The yeah. same day they made the announcement. Mm-hmm. But, I thought so as well. Uh, so, so that was that was to me that was that was in no way surprising. J- Jack's never closed the door on any run ever. Yes, that didn't surprise me. The thought that they would run another Pirates of the Caribbean, that does surprise me. Well, I had thought Jack had said shortly after Pirates went off the line that they had renewed the license for like a three-year period at that point. So mm. and I remember where I heard that. Maybe I made it up. I So apologies if I'm incorrect. But the, the speculation, I had always back on our... Our prior, uh, you know, TWIP podcast, mm-hmm. I know we had this discussion, and I've, I was always a really big believer in that surely they're going to do another Pirates run. Financially, it only makes sense. <sighs> I could see them raising the price when they do it. If the problem is what most yeah, people think Yeah, Black Pearl Edition is. and everything. Right, right. That everyone thinks that the barrier has been that the bill of the materials – didn't really it wasn't worth what they were making off of the machine has been one big theory and the other big theory is that the game was breaking too much the former point that you're making doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me because he should have learned his lesson on wizard of oz which i think they did Uh, then they went into the hobbit which in my opinion probably cost a boatload and then dialed it yeah i don't think that we've gotten to pirates of the caribbean and they're like oops our bomb is too high no yeah i don't i just don't see how they misforecast yeah. that they have too much experience so no because they were cr- they were trying to crank those things out back in 2018 and they just weren't mm-hmm. selling they, everybody had a sour taste in their mouth because they removed those mechs. The delay did not help at all. They streamed the hell out of it, so people kind of had the feel for it. It just wasn't selling. The only reason it was selling is once people finally realized it is one of the greatest games ever made based on a, a, a mechs, a, a layout, a code standpoint. People couldn't get past that license. So I don't know why they would re-up it or renew it, especially if there's been no movement in uh, in that franchise. I don't... I don't see it. I just don't it may see have it. been inexpensive to do. Was was and again, I don't. We don't know the nature of the of the deal in terms of how how a renewal of that sort of license would work. But I think that's a really good point. That and this is pinball where people seem to have shockingly short memories. But mm-hmm. this game was not popular. No, when it was on the line, it was not popular. It was like it was an original theme. That's mm-hmm. how unpopular it was. Yeah, it bordered it, it on It all that. came down to, did you have hands-on experience with it or did you not? Yeah. And it, a lot of people who did have hands-on experience did not have hands-on experience with the final version mm-hmm. because even after they made their changes, JJP was still going around with those prototypes. 
Oh, that's true. It was weird. It was just so weird. Yeah, I, I don't see them running that again. Plus, once we take this global delay into consideration, this is pushing back stuff even more. So where are you going to fit this in? No, no. They they try to roll out uh, the the next title, and then you try to get that other title going. Otherwise, you're this whole... We have to remember, listener, that these licenses, they have windows. You pay... To, for these windows to use this property. So as these delays continue to occur over and over and over again, your window is closing on that being able to utilize that license. So I don't see Pirates of the Caribbean run anytime soon, just from a logical standpoint. They could, could prove me wrong. I could see but. it if they do like the Yellow Brick Road thing, a significantly higher dollar limited run. And again, because we've seen instances like how many stern vault star treks were were sold i mean they had to re-up that license to do that mm-hmm. and that was a game that i thought was saturated i mean i did too even i have one yeah. <laughs> and i'm cheap so <laughs> it's like so it's like to me it's that may not be a huge obstacle but i do think your point about the line and being busy and that's where i've always felt with with uh, Jersey Jack, that was the situation. It was okay. So we see in the secondhand market, there now looks like, based off of prices, that there is some demand for pirates. But how deep is that demand versus Willy Wonka, which they know has a lot of demand, and mm-hmm. Toy Story is going to have a lot of demand. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would you not just keep moving on? It's like we had someone email in to us uh, yesterday asking about Spooky and why they weren't going to run twice as many Rick and Mortys. And it's like, well, they only have the capability to build at a certain speed. Mm-hmm. And at some point you want to just move on because how deep is that demand going to go? Especially if you're told you're now going to have to wait three years to get your game. Yeah. And we will talk about that, that next Spooky title here shortly. Spooky. So I don't, when, when, if you were guessing when they are going to announce Jersey Jack Pinball, the next game we know that they're going to want to announce close, close, close to shipment because they've messed that up in the past. When do you see an announcement? If you were just purely oh. speculating and guessing. Uh, Expo. Wow. I don't think we're going to wait that long. With the quarantine, I just, uh, you know, the stay-at-home orders and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not just what they originally planned. Everything is pushed so severely. And that's the only show I still have any confidence, a large show I have any confidence that might happen is Expo. Okay. And if you want them to be ready to ship essentially immediately, there seems to be in my brain a a good chance that that's possible still. Okay. Uh, Obviously, completely subject to whatever the social distancing rules will be, because this is not a light switch. We're not going to all go back to work and immediately get to do everything the way we used to do it. And that's going to complicate line manufacturing. Yeah, we're going to be distancing for a while. Large gatherings are going to be delayed for quite some time. My guess would be end of summer, possibly midsummer, but end of summer is is my guess for Jersey Jack Pinball's next game. What, like August? Yes. Okay. Yeah, end of August. I I would I would see it. I could see it if we accept. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I'll stick with mine. Okay. My, you know. So I'm saying October. Craig Bobby, our TPN correspondent for Stern Pinball, covered a lot of code updates. Jurassic Park is now at version 1.01, which included some adjustments and tweaks, as well as on the premium LE, that moving T-Rex, interactive T-Rex, some adjustments and tests there. Dennis, I now have a Jurassic Park LE that I got in on trade, and it's been one of my top uh, go-to playing games right now. Well, it was uh, Twippy Game of the Year. 
Yes, it was. Another game that I think at this point could probably rival Jurassic Park, call me crazy, but it's Elvira. Elvira just got a code update version 0.94. In this update, we got an improved Attic Attack multiball, which is now based on Lady Frankenstein film. So we get another film in there. Also, the Attic Attack multiball includes a two-part mode where you're trying to collect all four sides of that moving turret on top of the house. Very, very cool. We got some added lamp effects, an implemented haunt o meter for two more of the modes, and another deadhead, which includes Frankenstein. So I guess this is the Frankenstein update with Lady Frankenstein and the actual Frankenstein as deadhead. Oh, I could probably spend a whole podcast episode talking about Elvira. I loved it before, but something happened this week, Dennis, that put this over the top for me owning Elvira. Really? I have the code update. I haven't updated 9.4 yet. I downloaded it. I haven't updated it. There was a really, really big, expansive code update a couple weeks ago that redid Gappa Angry. Ever heard of that mode, Gappa Angry? Yeah, I've played it. Oh, you have? I think when so. Did, when did you play it? Uh, back when I still had access to Avira at the 4.3 okay. Club. So it, it likely wasn't coded, correct? Or wasn't coded well. I mean, I don't, I don't remember anything about it. Okay. Other than then it I was, thought it yeah. set up on the screen. Gap angry. Maybe I just saw someone else yep. playing it. I don't recall. No, no. I, I've gotten there uh, in the past before, and it, it was just there wasn't much there. Now that freaking mode is unforgettable. This mode, listener, is up there now with one of the golden pinball moments. Yeah, speechless, aren't you guys? But Gappa Angry now is a moment that is akin to some of my favorites, such as the lightsaber battle or uh, Horde. The reason being, let me get an, let me nerd out a little bit on how much I love this Elvira moment. So just like, uh, I, th- I don't know what you have to do to qualify. You might have to get through so many modes. But anyway, it stops you. It lets you know, hey, moment is coming, pinball moment. It stops you, lights go out, get a ball. I do love it. It's not even a multi-ball mode. Here's what you do, Dennis. Whenever you plunge the ball, the, the screen says, hit a shot, then lock a ball. So it has multiple levels. Do you like multiple level, like wizard modes or modes? Yeah. I do too. I love that. So what you do is you plunge the ball during Gap of Angry, and there's going to be one path that's lit. You know, like when you're getting ready to start a wizard mode, the arrows, they, they, they coordinate uh, the sequence of the LED so it, looks, it shows your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it does that. Bam. You hit your one path and then it says lock the ball. Now there's multiple places on Elvira that you can lock this ball. So you lock the ball. Then you get this audio and, and uh, an LED visual. Boom. You lock the ball. Another ball comes into the trough. You plunge it. Now there's two paths. You're now in stage two. Two paths you got to hit. Think Lord of the Rings, destroy the ring. Right. Where you have oh, to okay. hit those paths. So now you've got two paths. Boom, you hit that path. Boom, you hit that path. You clear the two paths. And then it says lock the ball, lock the ball. It's got another physical spot on the play field that you can lock the ball. Remember, listener, you can lock the balls physically in uh, the physical ball lock. You can do the trunk. You can do the crypt. You can do the house. There's multiple places you can lock balls. So then you have to lock the ball into another spot. And then it goes boom, boom. You've locked your second ball. Third ball comes out. Now, yep, you can guess it. Three paths you got to hit. I hit one. I hit two. I hit three. Lock the ball. Third lock ball. You lock it. Boom, boom, boom. You see how great this is? This is a moment. 
and I got to the fourth one, and then I, I drained, uh, unfortunately. But you have all these physical balls that are locked in different locations, and I can only imagine whether it's completing stage four, stage five, and stage or stage six, I don't know how far it goes, to complete this mode. But that is a damn pinball moment that I won't forget, and I want to get back to very, very bad. <sighs> Sorry. Pinball nerd out there. This sounds like fun, doesn't it, Dennis? Yeah, well, I mean, if I were to pick between Elvira and Batman, I'd take Elvira. Oh, see? That's a good call. That's a good call. And if you look at the Pinside Top 100, yeah, Elvira has surpassed Batman 66. It's, it's really, even before that, and I haven't, obviously I haven't, because I've had access, I haven't played any of the more recent code updates, but I just, I, to me, it's Nordman's best layout. It's my favorite of all of his. That's a hell of a bold statement. Yeah, well, it, it is what it is. I was shocked Shit. at how, how much I really enjoy Favorite layout. And and that's what really what trumps it over Batman sixty six for me is I don't really like the Batman sixty six layout that much. I agree. But, but uh, agree even though me? even though Lyman has coded a masterpiece with it and it's got really fun rules, I just Elvira's been progressing with the. I like that it's so mode driven, not mm-hmm. super multi ball heavy. There's just a lot of hit these shots and it's yes. clear what you're supposed to do. There's a great balance there between. It's just, I don't like too many multi-balls either. No, nor do I, and that's why I think I've always uh, favored L- Lyman Sheets codes over Keith Johnson. I can see that. Because I, I think Keith he seems to be a big fan of multi-ball, and Lyman is a little more judicious for when it gets used. Yeah, if I get a multi-ball, I, I don't want too many. I don't want the whole game being multi-ball. That's where, that's my one critique of Pirates of the Caribbean that everybody loves so much. One of my favorite games. A little multi-ball heavy there, Keith. That's been a big complaint from a lot of people uh, about Hobbit, even fans of of that game. It feels like you're just multi-balling into more Mm multi-balls. That would be my one complaint there. But this is a hell of a moment in Elvira. And the cool thing is, so after you drain out of that, you got to remember that coding-wise, there's still balls locked in all these areas. So you got to do something with them. And Lyman does something extraordinary with them. He then opens up another film mode almost like a victory lap where you play whatever balls you had locked. It's almost like, hey, you didn't beat Gappa Angry, but here's another film mode that you're not going to see during regular mode implementation. And those are random too. I think that it's not just that same film mode victory lap post Gappa Angry. Uh, So I got the kiss me now or something like that. The lighting is off the hook on this game. Now, some of you are saying, oh, he's shilling it because he's selling it. Guess what, guys? I'm out of them. I sold all the signatures, sold all the premiums, sold all the LEs, and I'm not going to get any for a while. We're taking a pre-order list, but it's not helping me any to boosting this up because other distributors are, are selling the hell out of these things. I don't have any more. I wish I did. They're getting up their hotness like a Jurassic Park sales-wise. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad the game is coming along well. Also coming along well is Stranger Things. We're now at version 0.88. We're not even the nines yet, and we get another big code update. One of the things that I disliked about this game, one of a few, because I love this game, Dennis, Breakout. Yeah, break- you like said it was top four of all time or something. Well, I, and that was based on the bracket ranking uh. system. <sighs> the demo dog modes pissed me off. They almost lock you up where you can't progress towards anything. It's a long mode. You're hitting targets, which are detrimental, and they'll kill you. I didn't like the demo dog. They overhauled the demo dog modes. Now you can actually complete them in a timely fashion. So I love that. They added a shit ton of narrative speech logic. So not only did they give you more hopper callouts, 
but there's a lot of logic to it now. It's giving you the right call out for the right type of shot or completion. Love that. They modified the LCD text. There's a lot of speech uh, added. And they added target game time adjustment, which I, I don't know if I've seen this before in a game. Dennis, it adds logic to the ball save time during your plunge and multi-balls, etc. So essentially, you can give a range as to what kind of target game time you want the game to be. And this could be good for locations and stuff, or even at home. But it, it messes with the ball save time to get you closer to that range of a, a typical timed game that you're looking for, whether it be a minute and a half game or a five-minute game. Am I making any sense, Creasel? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever done that with ball save. I I believe some some games, uh, some stern games even have some logic where it maybe has adjusted things like uh, how many shots might qualify your extra ball and such. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, no, that would be that would be good. Yeah, the ball save to try and get to whatever your your target game time to help mm-hmm. modify it some. Because uh, normally, my assumption has been games were typically set up to try and achieve a certain time, time just based off of how they're designed in general. But of course, as you know, even leg adjustment greatly influences that. So. <laughs> That's, there's a lot of physical stuff you can do. But uh, Stranger Things is getting that code update. They're uh, pretty frequent code updates on Stranger Things. I freaking still love the game. I wish they could tweak that damn telekinesis multiball. I still can't get mine tweaked in right, but... Uh, no, loving that game, and uh, I think that's going to be another one that people are going to be chomping a little bit on Crow. Mark my words. When games come out, Dennis, I've noticed this. When games come out and they are difficult, people will focus on everything to justify them disliking a game. Yeah, I don't disagree, but that being said, the inability for so many people to may- be able to make the Demigorgon shot, and this wasn't like with Deadpool where like everyone who just didn't know how to level their game properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ultimately we're able to be shown how to, yep. and this people have done all sorts of adjustments and it just seems like, okay, the only solution was to program around the flaw. It okay. sounds like a flaw. Yeah. I don't, and, I think those I, are I, fixed though on the later, like premium LEs. Uh, I guess that's great if you bought a later one, but I mm-hmm. don't see how that satisfies anyone who already bought one. Completely agree. And I think that will, it's like, if you go and look at walking dead on the pin side rate rankings, walking dead doesn't look like, it looks like a good game, but it's not like a top 10 game. And that's because of the code when it first came out and it just can't recover from those reviews. Okay. But based on my theory, couldn't one argue that it is not where it needs to be based on the difficulty people as a whole, they don't get behind difficult games. Like they do a more, uh, welcoming and easier shooting game. But look, Walking Dead code is a masterpiece. There's no way in hell it should be out of the top 10 on the pin side. That That is the most ridiculous thing ever. I, Objectively, yes, there's but, no but way anybody can argue. I understand that a lot of people it. reviewed it while the code was still very shallow. Okay. My, I All didn't right. play Walking Dead when it first came out. My understanding was the code was not very satisfying. People still don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. The secondary market, that's been one of the lowest secondary market games that Stern has made in the last decade. It's just people don't like tough games. So, so I, you think it's a tough, you don't think it's like the theme? It was one of the, their, in terms of, it's one of the hottest television to, shows 
you know, ever. It, was, it was, but it, yeah, it was AMC's top rated show. But I remember when Rick and Morty was announced and I, I was doing some research to see average viewer counts mm-hmm. to try and figure out what, uh, where that would have ranked. Like, cause the discussion at the time was, what, don't you, does, does Stern wish they had had Rick and Morty? And it's like, mm. Rick and Morty was a lower viewership quantity from the ratings I could find than anything Stern had released. But the closest that came was Walking Dead. Now, Walking hmm. Dead of like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and all these movies they've run, like Walking Dead was the least attractive TV slash movie theme that they have done in the decade. Okay. And it was still, even at today's level, twice as high as Rick and Morty. So it shows what, just where their volume, but... Even at its peak, Walking Dead was no Game of Thrones. Mm. So that's why I, I kind of wonder. So I, I just to hold, I think that's my theory, that difficult games just do not get the legs uh, of the pinball community. And this is a pinball community that I think that really showcases that there is a big collector side of the pinball community. A big one. One that people don't play games a lot. They just like collecting them. They just like shooting them around whenever they're looking to have fun. It's, in my opinion, why Monster Bash is so heralded. That game, I'm sorry, folks. That being in a top three is laughable. But now, JJP Pirates is in the top five. Is that an easy game? That's, That's a very... Twilight Zone's in the top 10. Metallica's in the top 10. Those are all not of them, easy games. Oh, Metallica. Sh- Metallica ball times rival The Hobbit. Oh, I no, they do not. <laughs> Metallica may not be a Walking Dead, but that is a, that is a especially for a, a fan layout Pirates style. of the Caribbean is very difficult because of the, the choice of design. But, like we said before, whenever you overload it with multi-balls, then you're always in a multi-ball and it's not as bad. So it's a good balance there. Again, my theory holds true to Houdini. Houdini's code is great. The layout is a lot of fun, but it's difficult. People shit on it. A lot of people haven't played it either, though. Okay. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of factors here, but I don't know. So the, it was Rick and Morty is not going to be an easy shooter. We've all seen that. But right. the theme is what sells initially, like you and I have been arguing for a couple of years now. But let's see what the secondary market on Rick and Morty does once it starts finally getting out there. Yeah. Now, there are a few out there. I don't know where Rick and Morty ranks right now. Difficulty, uh, though. Alice Cooper? That's a damn difficult pin. Yeah, most spooky games are pretty hard. Oh, I don't know. Man, just, just wait. Everybody's going to go back on Stranger Things and be like, yeah, he was right. He was right. Now, I don't know if I was right on this one. Monsters. Monsters got a code update, and people were screaming from the stand saying, Yay, my Monsters, finally. Big code update. No, not big at all. Version 1.03 included removing Backbox GI from Lamp Effects, which I don't understand really the purpose of that, and adding an auto filter adjustment. Now, the yeah, they added audio filter adjustments like your bass, treble, gain, etc. Mm. This This game's done, right? Yeah, it's already, no, it's, big, no big look, overhaul here. This new code is version 1.03. We're already at version 1.0. Why would they redo? Why would they invest the resources to completely redo Munster's software to sell how many more games? It's it doesn't make any sense. That's mm. why they did the whole, in my view, premium version that was color. Okay. That's an easy step mm-hmm. to try and grab some low hanging fruit sales. They're not going to reprogram this game. When's the last time your low-hanging fruit was grabbed? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, You're I don't. so funny today. Uh, well, you know, I'm not very funny. I'm I know sore, you're not. Dennis. You like have an army of children. Why didn't they help do the pool? Oh my God. We were yelling at them. Hold aside. You're going to be swimming in this damn thing. The sun's out. It burns us precious. Oh, that's how my teenager Dad, was. Let me play really Fortnite. Need... Yep. Do you really need me, man? You? Oh, <laughs> Does man. He sound... <laughs> he's got the surfer. Hey, man. I, I feel like it. I feel like he's a stoner, but hasn't found weed yet. Honestly, <laughs> or mm. has he? No, Munster's version. They should have just called it Munster's version one point. Look, guys, it's not happening. Do people are real? Are there really people thinking that it's yes? Not? Dwight's been really clear about I this know, forever and ever and ever. I said that with with Ghostbusters too. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but Ghostbusters didn't get a like a. It got a couple of notable adjustments, but the whole overall ladder structure of the game didn't change. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, miss, you know what? I the people that code. want changes on Munsters are asking. They're, they're not uh, guys. They want an overhaul. Out there listening to me, you, you do realize you what you're saying is you want the entire code. You want a whole new game worth of code. Why mm. would they do that? I don't. Doesn't make any sense. You bought the game under the existing code structure. You're stuck with it. Deal with it. Yeah, if you don't like that style of code, there are plenty of other. You know, buy Star Wars. But it shoots so good. The layout is good. I know. Um, but there are a lot of good layouts out there. Like Elvira. Like Elvira. Man, that's a damn good game. Craig Bobby also covered the Jurassic Park Topper rumors. Topper talk. We uh, saw a little sneak peek. We talked about a week or two ago. But he posited this. He said, due to the thickness... <laughs> God, we are nerds. Due to the thickness of that topper in that sneak peek shot... That was grainy in the background. Due to the thickness, maybe there is some mechanical movement on that Jurassic Park topper. Uh, who knows? I have no clue. Well, do we have measurements? Do we know how thick it is? <laughs> maybe it's thick so that it can accommodate lights in it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just uh, they stack the plastic so they can get some light differentiation. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's thick just so you could properly space the mounting spots. To set it up top so it don't fall on people. I don't know. Who don't, knows? I don't know. It's topper. So the Ooh, Jurassic Park topper has care. good girth. I, look, a lot of people will appreciate that. Also, congratulations to Dr. John, as Craig Bobby was saying, for winning the weekly Stern Home Game Room of the Week. He does have a great game room, so congrats there. I didn't even know there was a Stern Home Game Room of the Week. Well, you've got a Stern machine. You should show them your lineup. They yeah, they'll, they'll be looking. They'll probably count how many Gottliebs there are versus <laughs> Sterns and be like, uh, yeah. And then we had Dr. John covering Spooky Pinball talking about the newly released Fan Club video from Bug. Remember, as a member of the Fan Club, you get exclusive videos will later come out 90 days later but you get uh you get those videos so those are rolling out now pretty interesting stuff he said that the alice cooper code is going to be coming soon and we also this is relevant to you dennis you have a total nuclear annihilation there's a code update 1.40 i i have not installed this update yet i did see the announcement but because you'll lose your settings i wasn't in the mood to put it on and then readjust all my because i've i've yeah. turned down a lot of the coils on that game that's why i haven't updated my stranger things code because i don't want to lose my cleveland call outs and my music 
I do think in this case, it, it's supposed to back up the settings to the flash stick. So That's if I get nice. out of the laptop, I guess I can load it up in, in a text file, I assume, and be able to yeah. quickly see what I had. So I'm not worried about it. Just I didn't feel like it. Yeah. I've only been playing Walking Dead lately. So. Oh, The Walking Dead. I'm trying a new strategy. Oh, what's that? To just go after Drunk. walker kills. Ooh, really? That's a tough strategy. But you do get more walkers no. that way. Travis Murray, top player of Oklahoma, was the one who suggested it to me. So maybe because of his skill, it's easier for him than me. My scores have not been good doing it, but it is satisfying. you got to love Trav. I like Travis. Yeah, he came up and uh, won the Kansas City Pinball Championship last year. Ah, he's a good fella. Good fella. Other updates in this in this TNA update? Mystery goodness. I guess we get some more mystery awards. I like the way Spooky does mystery awards because they don't just do your, your basic scores and stuff like that they'll add some flair to those we get an added support for denisi 2.0 shoot again timer i didn't understand that added support for denisi 2.0 shoot again timer what does that even mean i'm not sure why it says 2.0 that so makes the me shoot think again the timer is the that we actually get to see the number of uh, seconds left which is really cool i do like that so i guess now i don't know why they were calling it the 2.0 i that makes it sound like there was a 1.0 shoot again timer. Do, yeah. I, do I have the 1.0 or the 2.0? That's the first thing I would With ask. With RGB or, lights. So maybe now what that what the way I read that is while the timer's ticking down, something maybe some pulsing of some of the nearby RGB lights is going to happen to help mm. accentuate I don't, the yeah. amount of time. I don't think that display is RGB. That digital display. No, no, it's only it's a one color. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know. You get added support for a new clear drop LED add-on. Yeah, I think that the the, uh, the lights that are near it, I, if I remember right, he's got another color choice that will look better with the, if you choose to add on these clear drops. Mm. Do you think they're so, going to sell them from Spooky, or is that just a pinball life? No, thing? I think it's pinball life thing. But okay. he just decided to accommodate, you know, make it look better. That makes if sense. You, you can it's been in software, so you can still do the same old color scheme if you want, or if you want to use the new approach on your old uh, drops you can try it and see if you like it i kind of like that because we know that rick and morty his second design game has those clear drops so that's nice all light shows have been cleaned up there's added tilt warnings to the lcd screen there's significant led performance improvements and two new attract mode light shows that's a big update wow I wonder if it randomly chooses the attract mode light shows or if I will have to select which one I want. Ooh, juicy. Other pinball news this week. People, I don't know if you guys have been following, listener, the Rick and Morty club thread on Pinside. I do not because I'm not a member of the club. People are losing their damn minds. No. Oh, right now it is a shit show. There's a bunch of arguing. People are arguing this damn launch wire form. Have you seen the the design of this launch wire form? I've not looked at any close-up photos of it. The end of it is just a, a hole, and it's supposed to hit the back of the wire form and drop straight down so that it gets to the third flipper. It is kind of strange, kind of weird, but people are having a tough time dialing that thing in, and they've reported this since the first ones were launching. The argument is... Launching. <laughs> oh, yeah, nicely done. The, they're arguing whether or not the company should modify that part on later runs and then there was all kinds of examples like well this was shit on the earlier runs for stern games or jjp games and they they changed it and blah 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 or should the tweaking be done by the consumer 
I guess it depends if it's truly a flaw or not. You know, that's come up a, a few times on some stuff on this game. Is yes, people it don't has. like the way everything is about it, and then I think some of it's just that's the way it's designed. It's not, and you may not like that. Like the shots clunky, and you wished that everything was flow, but that's not the design. Mm. I, in this case, I if it is seen as a flaw, I would say that it does make sense to go ahead and modify the part on later runs. But I mean, what? Uh, are they again i haven't read any of this what's this do they like want something significantly different or they just want it better dialed in before it comes out to them i think some of them are saying significantly different they don't like the way any of this is working yeah i mean i don't think you're if you're asking for an entirely new launch mechanism again again, this game was tested right before it was sold so it's it is what it is. That's I just how I don't like a I don't like a, a a launch that stops the ball. A launch should flow the ball. Yeah, but we knew from the very first gameplay video oh, that this is how the launch works. So that you don't like that's just an evaluation you need to make when you're buying the game. And I get it. Everyone had to decide if they were getting in on the game before they saw anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem though. So yeah. to me, it's like it is what it is. You, you know don't what? Like it? Get I, out of the get out of your buy. I think the the more comical or interesting take from this, the, the 20,000 foot view is if your name is Spooky Pinball, these kind of required tweaks are considered fine. But if you put Stern Pinball in front of that title, then people will actually lose their minds. Why is that? Uh, little, little guys get more of a pass than big dogs. It's okay. always been that way. Okay. Because there's a desire, well, there's a desire for a small, entre- it's, it's that whole entrepreneurial spirit. This is most my theory, of course, but, um, and the desire to see the little guy succeed. And so people will either give more of a pass to smaller, newer, fresher entities mm-hmm. than they would for some, it'd be like, well, you should know, you know, if you're, it's like, well, look at Tesla. And it's like, okay, well, there. look at all these problems that have come out with all sorts of aspects of the car. Oh, but it's new, and it's bold, and it's a well, startup. So we're going to give it a diff- pass eh, if, if it electric was car. Ford, that's a diff- we would demand a government-ordered recall sort of stuff. So oh, Okay, but we haven't seen that. That's like the, a whole change of an industry, the way something is being made. I was just giving a argument because okay. people love those. They do love so those. No, just cracks me up. I was trying to give them what they love. Rick and Morty seems like it needs more adjustments than a 90-year-old man's back. And people are like, oh, but it's freaking, it's great. But then you get something like a Stranger Things that needs any adjustment, and people are like, this shit should have been done from the factory. It just, uh, it, it makes me chuckle. That's all. Well, I, yeah, it, it is a fair enough point. I think people look at, we're taking, you know, take Stranger Things and the Demi Gorgon and the sheer amount of inability for head-on shots to be, I mean, it seems like, in my view, something, at least on the first batches, was not right with that toy. And then you look at Rick and Morty and you could say things like, why are these orbiting style shots, are the two shots from the upper flipper, they're clunky? And that it is, and both well, people cases, are saying take screws out at this point on that orbit. It's like, yeah, but I, but what? So the fact, so the factory put in screws they weren't supposed to put in. I mean, no, it was deliberate. The, the way it is, the way it it is, the way it is on purpose. Like that's how they chose to build it. Mm-hmm. That going back to Stern and the Demigorgon, they should have known that it was going to be that much of a brick fest in their own testing. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with Rick and Moore. We saw the stream 
uh, the the teaser stream. We saw the stream with one of the first location ones that uh, Jack Danger did on his Dead Flip channel. Yes. People looked at that and they had concerns. And I'm like, well, this is what they're choosing, the demo. So I'm assuming this game is playing as they intend. Yep. And that's what I and always say as well. And I think it's completely fair to not like that. And you could even say you feel that it's a flaw. But in regards to they're not it's too late to change the whole geometry of everything. So so, now, than, so you would say the manufacturer should not make these adjustments. If there is truly like a, a flaw with how it's dumping the ball out and that they can put in a correction on later runs, a tweak, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's like um a, a case in point one would be Stern Star uh, Star Trek. Okay. The ball on early earlier well and most of the models, including mine. Uh, when it comes out of the pops, it can hang up. There's like, yes. because they used yep. a different screw with a different type of head. Mm-hmm. So they fixed that. They used another type of screw on later ones on all the vaults that solved the problem. They, yeah, if they want to do something like that, yeah, no problem. But like asking people to completely redesign the Demigorgon or completely redesign the ball launch, it's like, in my mind, that ship kind of sailed already. And if they do change that going forward, then the early run people are gonna be like wait a minute i need a replacement now free of charge right and that's where that would invite the issue and that's kind of like this could be an area where a mod could possibly come in Mm -hmm. and and to give you a a playing experience more like you like but dramatic systemic changes i i just don't back uh case in point and i know it's one you disagree with me on is uh, i don't care if they messed up and made the gap too wide on Ghostbusters. Stern should have caught that. Oh, it's too God. late now. It is too late now. That will be a wide gap game. And Dwight just had to program around it. Was <sighs> the, the, That was the solution. And it seems like the solution with the Demigorgon was so to program around it. So you just have point. to smack him instead of feed him. And he does move. That's It's a bash yeah. toy, people. And, and so, and the solution on Rick and Morty may just be, you know what? You're going to have this awkward way the ball plunges out and that's yeah, how it is that's that's how it, it always was still waiting on mine I'll, I'll give you guys my feedback once i get it and then other news we had the Pinside forum greatest game of all time did you see this thread nope so there was a pinsider by the name of afm95 biased that was running a eh, kind of like a ncaa march madness bracket of the greatest game of all time he or she did, it was well done. They really did well with this. There were times between rounds. And it came down last week to the final four, and now final two, but final four was Attack from Mars versus Medieval Madness and Lord of the Rings versus Jurassic Park by Stern. Both matchups ended up being a 51% to 49% split with the championship this week running being Attack from Mars versus lord of the rings greatest games of all time could you argue either one of those games i can't i mean i could i could argue them but i it makes sense that they're both i the whole final four makes sense so attack for mars is one of your favorite games ever to me attack for mars is the greatest game of the 90s But I would also well, argue Lord of the, Lord of the Rings is the greatest game of 2000 to 2010. Uh, I was going to say, what, what do you mean is the greatest game of the 90s? What's the I think of any game that came out between 1990 and 1999, if I were to rank them all, Attack from Mars would be number one. Objectively, rather than preference, right? Or probably uh, for bo- you both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Both. Mine would be different. But uh, Lord of, course of the Rings. Of course it would. Yeah. You probably I, put Corvette there or something. Hey, honey, I said- Little red Corvette. Oh, 
Oh, I can see you driving a little red Corvette. I do like the old uh, Stingray look. Oh, okay. Would you wear a Raspberry Beret? But not red, I'd want silver. <laughs> silver and wearing your Raspberry Beret? That'd be perfect. A red Stingray and a Where's Raspberry Where's your kooky red hat, boy? They ain't, never been a, uh, they ain't never been a revolutionary who hadn't had himself a kooky red hat. That is from the General's Daughter. Do you, do you, uh, nobody references the General's Daughter. Do you wear hats? <laughs> no, I do not. You very, seem like very, rarely, very rarely. I can see you being trendy and trying to wear like a Kango or something. <laughs> no, no, I do have a fedora. Or, uh, yes! Uh, no, uh, more specifically, I have a Panama hat. Oh my gosh, please give me a picture of you wearing a Panama jacket. hat. <laughs> a nice one. We should go to Cuba together. In our little red Corvette. What? What did? What did that, how do you get the Corvette to Cuba? And what does that because have to do with, like the, a, with the Panama hat? It's like a get smart car, a little float or something. I just see get a red Corvette, <laughs> blaring prints on the radio, and you push it into the ocean, and it just sinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like that's and I, why I wasn't I'll, and I'll just turn because of course you'll be filming it I'll just turn to the camera and I'll look and I'll shrug and I'll go that's Zach <laughs> and it's just a fiend oh fiend oh never gets old doing this buddy never gets old are we done Zach no, the dire times are among us, but what raises us up and lifts us up it's almost like one of those Josh Groban songs you raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You know that song, James? You no, I don't, I don't even know the artist. You don't know Josh Groban? Uh, the name rings no bells. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. Sounds like you're singing The Wind Beneath My Wings. Well, there's, there's some similarities, but I'm going to raise you up this week with a little pinball show presents. There's nothing like it on uh, the airwaves, is there? Uh, maybe? It's Pinball Market Trends! Me, 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 not me, the, me, not me, the beep beeps! Me. You know what? Here's the deal. Every time you do that stupid-ass beep to beep I'm going to do one of these. <laughs> That's not nice at all, because mine don't cause people to wreck their cars into guardrails. Mine is the telegraph coming in with the latest market trends. That's what that is. Why does it make me giggle when I think of one of our listeners just bashing the side guardrail of their vehicle? Just Because you you enjoy the idea of, of bad things happening to people who <laughs> complain about any concept you come up with and that stupid screaming goat you're just really proud of and it didn't help that what david dennis sent you one so that was just like reinforced like that's it's your thing now oh man i should have not very toxic should have not bought a couple of dogs i should have bought the damn goat for the kids they would have loved it and it would have consumed a lot of the grass in your yard who knows if you even have to pay for your mower anymore I could have been like Orby. Doesn't Orby go out there with his goats and squeeze their teats and make cheese or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, you mean out on cheese? the homestead. Yeah. I, I don't remember. That's why me, Orby's not doing a podcast anymore in TPN. I just remember he always complained about the modem. <laughs> he always complains about uh, mosquitoes and bugs Skeeters. out there. Yeah. And so I just at one point. 
you know, thinking of insects, got it in my head. Him going out like in a red shirt, like Winnie the Pooh, and climbing up and trying to get honey from honeybees and stuff. Wild honeybees just going up there, and it's like, it, it just they probably sting him, and he just goes, "Oh bother, oh bother." Oh, Orby is our Winnie the Pooh. I think he is. Who's our piglet? Uh, neurotic piglet. That's Ken Cromwell, the former, formerly known as Ken Cromwell. <laughs> I'm sure I'm I'm Eeyore. No, no. <laughs> what, a, what a twist! Why would anybody peg you? I worked you with as someone Eeyore. who used to call me Eeyore. Really? Did you slap yeah. him? <laughs> Eeyore would never slap someone. He'd slap himself. Don't worry about me and pinball. If I was was having one of my bad days, quit being Eeyore, Dennis. Dennis is Eeyore. Dude, you are the Eeyore to my... (laughs) Tigger's horrific. The wonderful things about Tigger. Now, have you seen Winnie the Pooh? I've seen Winnie the Pooh. Did you see that new Netflix show, Tigger King? (laughs) T-I-double-G-R. Tigger King. You still haven't seen it, have you? No, no. Damn it. (laughs) finished off big little lies on hbo Woo-hoo-hoo, that's a good I, I'm show i'm almost done with uh season six of bosch <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> news alert there shouldn't have been two seasons of bosch what is you it you don't even know what bosch is about yeah i think it showcases the guy that made uh, one of the hand drills right the bosch <laughs> <laughs> or is it the electric toothbrush what who's uh. bosch it's a detective series from a Michael Connolly books. Oh, that's right. You told yeah. me a couple weeks Titus ago. Titus are well over uh, I was so bored I forgot about it again. Wow. Yeah, you're just... Mysteries have never been a strong suit because you don't have much patience to uh, follow <laughs> follow the thread. <laughs> training up this... You know what? Let's start with training down. Everybody's let's down just, right now. Let's just skip the segment Let's for just once. do it. Training down this week is Star Trek The Next Generation. Just when Never I thought those anyway. Bally Williams 90s pins were on the rise, this one is trending down. We were getting up uh, earlier last year. I believe we were getting up close to the $5,000 threshold for nice uh, Star Trek Next Generations. Nope, we are back down to the low fours, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to Star Trek Next Generation, my recommendation would be to pick one up now whenever it is really nice. Maybe let the market see what it's going to do over the next couple months with the hashtag corona but uh yeah low fours is where it's at you can get a nice one right now for that also trending down is alice cooper's nightmare castle this thing keeps trickling downward and downward but right now you can get a loaded one that is meant for like 6k go jeez i was thinking about selling mine but now is not the time now that it's trickled you don't want a drippy alice cooper yeah trickle economy (laughs) a trickle economy Suggest that Alice Cooper is on the downslide. Isn't that how trickle economy works? Also trending down is the Rick and Morty pre-order spots. Uh Uh-oh. Gone are the days of $2,000 for a spot. Gone are the days of $1,500. If you want a later run Rick and Morty, you can like just swap them out now. Maybe maybe $500, $1,000 gets you a spot extra past that deposit. Now, 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 Does that really surprise you? Uh, it doesn't because of the pandemic stuff. But otherwise, I, yeah, I, I wondered if surprised. as more and more people have finally remember everyone had to jump in and it was all about the theme. But as more and more people have been able to see the gameplay, they've been able to evaluate whether or not they would enjoy how it plays. It's a good take. 
damn it, the animations and callouts and integration in that game. Well, that's going to be what some people are, are are drawn to, and other people will be like, "Ah, eh, I thought it was going to be more like a Steve Ritchie flow fest," and it's just not. It's just not. Man, I, I hate reporting all this. Also trending down this week is Stranger Things LE. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even come with the UV kit for free. What the hell, man? Uh, dude, these things are so cheap right now. I I, this, I, I might have three or four of them in the garage. It's, it's so dumb that this thing is as low as it is and is trending down. I don't get it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous, especially the LE model, but... No, you guys are speaking. We're going to see on deals of the week. This thing is trending down. Now, I, I waited. I waited. I've been anticipating reporting this. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one shining star trending up this week. One gold nugget. One beautiful, wide-ass body machine. Paragon. Wait. No, that's a, oof, that is a wide machine. Almost fell asleep like I did last week listening to you talk about, about the Epic Game Store stuff. Did you like that, Dennis? Fell asleep a little bit when you were Charlie Brown. That yeah, that was. You sure had some fun in post. Ah, that was good stuff. How many hours did it take you? Oh man, that's training down. If we're training down anything, the hours it takes me to edit a podcast episode. Oh, you know, I spend more time editing our simple podcast each week than the three-time Twippy Award winner uh, records in a month. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. No, you guys deserve the entertainment. And if you want entertainment, training up this week is Popeye Saves the Earth. I promise you numbers don't lie, mother sucker. Polynomials. Yeah, the analysis is there. These things, we've done it, folks. We have done it to all of you. Popeye Saves the Earth lovers out there. It is now tipped over breaking point. Trending up is Popeye, and it's at $2,800 to $3,000. I shit you not. If you go back and look at the statistics on this game, this is a $2,000 to $2,200 game up until uh, about two years ago. And then it starts creeping up. And the more that we love it and we appreciate it, we know that it's a great game. That's right. It's great. Can you believe that, Dennis? Holy no, shit! Three thousand dollars for segment's a Popeye? Segment's stupid. Hey, the segment's just reporting facts. So is is uh <laughs> is the evening news stupid? Is CNN and Fox News stupid? Don't answer that. It is what it is. As is Los Tratos de la Semana. Bye bye bye. I think that's accurate. Hey, you're, look, you're such a I worldly traveler. Dios mío. I had this one lady went to a casino and me and my brother were doing the slot machines just years back. <laughs> she, was, she was the greatest. We just sat there and watched her because she every time she'd pull that damn plug, she'd go, ay, ay. I was like, man, this is about as stereotypical as it comes. Ay, Dios mío, Dios mío. Oh, shout out to my brother. Oh, Dios mío. All right. Our first El Trato de la Semana is a Willy Wonka in the Charlie and the Charlie Factory. We make Charlie. And the Charlie. <laughs> oh, man. That would be a clearance model. Charlie is such a bore. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is a standard home use only outside of Magnolia, Delaware. $6,300 for a home use only Wonka. That's stupid. Bye, bye, bye. Dennis, that's dumb. $6,300 for that, that much game. <laughs> sure, the left We're cabinet the scratched up just a hair from moving it, but $6,300. Hundred dollars, and he's willing to deliver. This is DJ Red Dog. 
DJ Red Dog. I guarantee he plays classic rock locally. It's DJ Red Dog <laughs> playing all your favorite classic hits. Now time for some yellow. Oh, yeah. Electric Light Orchestra. You know Bruce Nightingale will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, why, why isn't he not on right now instead of me? I don't. Well, because you are my because precious. Because you didn't invite him. You're the feeling in my life. You're the inspiration, my friend. DJ Red Dog is willing to deliver to the Wilmington area of Delaware to cut down an hour travel time. $6,300. That is a deal of the week. Bye, bye, yes, bye. you should buy, buy, buy. What are you waiting for? Ooh, we alluded to it earlier. Stranger Things LE was trending down, and so much so that merely every one for sale right now is a deal of the week. There's one from Columbia, Missouri. $7,900 for a new one. There's one in the box in Connecticut for $8,000 or best offer. That's new in the box, Dennis. Oh, God. I guess it was a swing and a miss. No, it wasn't. It was a swing and a hit. Two people are dumb and they don't get it. They don't know why this game is so good. It's all right. What do you like on your crow? A little barbecue? A little honey? A little ketchup? Don't tell me mustard. Mustard doesn't go in crows. Everybody knows that. Oh, we got so many deals of the week. It's coming out of my ass this week's deal of the week. Another one in Delaware. This is from Middletown. My buddy Joe Fox, Joe Fox 22 on Pinside. He's selling, I swear to you, this thing's brand new because I just sold him the damn thing. It's a Star Wars comic art edition. Oh, you premium. sold him a dud. No, I want then this. Then why is he selling it so quick? No clue. He sells everything quick. This thing is damn near like new. It's the premium version, the comic version, and it comes with the R2D2 topper. Wait for it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> $7,500. Bye, bye, bye! That's dirt cheap when you take that topper price off. And he got it powder coated. He has a nice black with golden flakes fragment powder coated armor. Yep, if you guys want a Star Wars, I wouldn't even blame you at this point for not calling me to buy one brand new. Buy this one. And your last deal of the week, or El Trato de Semana, or whatever the hell I said before, I don't want to look up de again. La de la Semana. De la Semana. de la Semana. I want to. I want to travel down to Mexico. Maybe that's where we can go on our. With your Spanish, that would be a terrible head. trip. I guess Cuba. We don't know. <laughs> can't go to Cuba. If I remember correctly, Cubans of all the Latin American countries speak Spanish the fastest. Really? Yeah. If I remember, at least that was where the stereotypes that the Guatemalans told me when I was when I was <laughs> studying Spanish. They're like, all oh. oh, those Cubans, they speak too fast. We don't understand what they're saying. Those shitty Guatemalans. Of course, I studied under people who learned in Spain, so I have all that weird Castilio Spanish accent stuff oh, going wow. on. Oh, wow. Hoity-toity Spaniard over here. With a lisp. Gracias. No. Gracias. It's a th. It's a The last deal of the week. Sounds like we got an Iron Man. Some mods and a color DMD. I do like Iron Man. Forty-three hundred dollars out of Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Pinsider goes by Maskell. Maskell. Hmm. Maskell or Maskell? That does sort of sound like a deal. Yeah. Uh, wow, you're coming around, aren't you? Well, I I can appreciate an Iron Man. It just had a code update. It did. Forty-three hundred dollars with a color DMD and some mods. Not too shabby. He said he can knock three fifty off if he pulls a color DMD. Hopefully, he replaces the red one. Otherwise, you don't have a DMD. But, yeah, it would, be, uh, it would be more challenging to play without knowing the score. That's right. But if you think about it, I mean, up in the 3,000s, he's got Cliffy's Around the Magnets, which tells me it's probably original. 
Yeah, no, some people like Dennis don't care about that stuff. It might, uh, shooter lane might not have been mylar up. It doesn't show a picture of the shooter lane, which makes me think that. And when you put the cliffies around the, uh, or the rings around the magnets, it makes me think it's probably been played quite a bit. But hey, it's 100% working. It plays fast. It's got back box lighting. It's got a shaker motor, color DMD, under cab lighting, custom shooter rod, and more odds and ends than you can swing your chalupa at. Five, five, five! Come on! No, I wouldn't. I don't want Iron Man. Yeah, you hate Iron Man. If I had an Iron Man, I'd have to have the vault, because I love that foil art on the side. Ooh, juicy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was El Flippe del Mercado de la Moda. <laughs> the native Spanish speech curse can email into the pinball network at gmail.com to say whether that got structured right or not, because I have no idea with that with that many de- Dells and Dells. El Flippe del Mercado de la Moda. Why do I always go Italian? De la moda. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, you, you are kind of using the Italian accent. Though. Yeah, I know. Make them, oh, make just a minute. The words were still right. I'm getting a call. Just a minute. Hello? <gasps> Hello? Ay, Dios mio! Oh, she must have hit another jackpot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the fun we're going to have this week on the Pinball Show, episode 10. Dennis, can you tell people where they can catch you? Nope, I don't remember. That's fair enough. (laughs) Do you like on the last episode I played that? Was it the last one I played the little EGP background music during your your outro there? That's why you didn't want me to change our intro music. Uh, I, I love your intro music. I don't. Yeah, people can reach me, email collectorgamerspodcast at gmail.com. It'll get to me there. Fair enough. You can also email him at the pinball network at gmail.com as well as myself. You can also catch me at Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show, which is a YouTube video series on pinball. Oh, I'd say it's the best, but it's not. We didn't get a Twippy. It's okay. I'm not still bitter. No, and that's the important thing is that you've moved on. You can email us there at sdtmpinball at gmail.com. And for God's sakes, if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine or an Escalera, Escalera, Escalera. Maybe that's Spanish too, Escalera. Stair climbing appliance dolly. You can contact us at flippinoutpinball.com or Zach, Z A C H, at flip, the letter N out pinball.com or call me at 812 457 9711. Dennis, what's coming up this week in uh, the pinball news? I think we're going to have another final round that you guys are going to look forward to. We should be getting another Silverball Stories and Silverball Chronicles. The Plum with Crystal Gimnick, where she interviewed Ed Owens, the homebrew pinball extraordinaire. Uh, That was a lot of fun and uh, all kinds of... Oh, we're revamping the streaming. Ooh. Georgia, Georgia. He's doing pretty awesome over there with the streaming efforts. So go follow us at, I think it's twitch.tv slash pinball network. Go follow us there, and we'll we'll move you to all the different TPN affiliates to watch, including myself at the Flippin' Out Streaming channel. I streamed last week, Dennis. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't see it, though. Well, you wouldn't have heard much of it, because it was a bit ch- choppy. <laughs> mm. The bit rate, got to lower some of the bit rate and resolutions there, but we were doing a test stream, and I got some cool stuff up my sleeve, so this week is just going to be a normal, probably regular choppy stream. Here within the next month or so, I got some got some cool plans for that that Monday Night Pinball show. And Beatty will be joining me at some point, as oh. well as Bill Webb and possibly Greg Bone, sporadically. Mm. 
Now, if only I could convince Dennis Creasel to stream for flipping out. Yeah, I don't have enough space to house all your unpopular Uh-oh. stranger things. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He's unwilling to take brand new pinball machines because he doesn't have place for them. Oh, also, the last thing I wanted to say, thank you for all of those who gave us some kind words regarding our COVID kind of thing Nicole and I were doing for flipping out. Instead of renting, I don't know if you saw this, instead of renting out machines and stuff, that's kind of a pain in the ass. So we took, we had a couple games here that were pre-owned. We were wanting uh, players who play location pinball a lot that don't have a pinball machine at their home. We thought, what better way than to lend them free of charge a pinball machine? So we've got Sean Davis, who was the Kentucky State champ last couple of years, I think. He took a Stranger Things Pro home, and he was very happy to be able to continue honing his skills because you lose it, right? If you're a competitive pinball player and you don't have one at home, like, you get a little rusty. So he's been playing that, and we got a couple more uh, guys picking up some more games. So thanks for all the kind words. And we're doing everything we can to support the community during such nasty and hard times. All right, for Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Many. Have a good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs> I love good that tomorrow. we've stole that now. Good fortnight. And always practice safe pinball and mala rima. Take care, everybody. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Hello. Oh, there you are. Oh, so I don't know what you're doing. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll play the role of the audience. All right, Boo, bring back Ken. Boo. Yes. Right. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. This is me. Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> We're never going to get this done. Right. What the hell was that bang? Did you hear that? Nope. I heard a ding. Sorry. Oh, uh, my knee cracked. No. Is that how you crack your joints? It sounds like chimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Pin, pinball's in my bones. That's right. <laughs> Spinner sound. All right. No. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> That's how I wake up. I just make that sound. That's my snore. Myla Arriba. You, I had to really practice to learn how to roll my R's. It was very, very hard for me. I've been eating p- <laughs> since I was sixteen. Move over, baby. Give me the keys, I'm gonna try to take your little red love machine.